This is 400 Plus. I'm your host, Mark Sims, and my guest is Sergio Mims. Sergio Mims is the co-founder of the Black Harvest Film Festival. How are you, Sergio Mims? Fine. How are you doing? Sergio, you're the man, and always the man. I, I should have uh, put in your introduction, you're also a raconteur. <laughs> and you are raconteur. I like saying raconteur. <laughs> so before we start talking about this and that and that and this, uh, Sergio Mims, how does a film qualify for the Black Harvest Film Festival? Uh, simple. It has to be a black movie. That's it. It has to be a black film, a film pertaining to the black life or the black experience. Um anywhere in the world, and uh, had it been made within the last year to year and a half. That's it. It doesn't matter who made the picture. A lot of people think that um, it has to been, it, the movie has to been, the movie has to have been made by a black director. That's not true. It could be made by anybody. We have shown t- t- absolutely terrific movies. Some we showed this year that were made by um, white filmmakers, uh, non-African-American filmmakers, non-black filmmakers. That's fine. Uh, We don't care about that. What we care about is the story, the subject matter. And, of course, if it's good. (laughs) So you don't reject reject first-time movie makers, do you? No, of course not. Wow, man. That's... Most of the films we've shown are movies by filmmakers who have only made one or two movies. Um, and like I said, we show shorts, documentaries, and feature films. You know, so, I mean, we do a whole gamut. Um, but many, many, many of our movies have been made by first-time filmmakers. But the key is not to be on CP time. Just get your movie together and send it in, right? Yeah, well, we're, we haven't, we're not doing it yet. You know, because of the situation that's ongoing right now, of course, with, you know, everybody wants to call it a pandemic. I call it what it is. It's a plague. It's a plague. There have been plagues throughout history for centuries. There's always been plagues. Uh, so um, uh, this year, well, I should say last year, it was different because the festival was streaming. It was online. And also the fact that uh, it was in November. Um, you know, you almost always, Black Harvest Black Car- has always been in August. Uh, but because of the situation, we decided to um, push back the, the, uh, the festival because uh, we wanted filmmakers to have the opportunity to finish their movies. Uh, if they wanted to submit it to us uh, because of the whole plague situation. And uh, we had it in uh, sorry, in, in uh, November. Uh, what we're going to do this year, I don't know. We're going to have to take it on a week-by-week basis. We don't know exactly. I mean, we are, do, we are having a festival. When it's going to take place, um, how we're going to do it, um, hopefully we'll be back in the theater again. You know, um, hopefully we will, you know, fingers crossed. I really believe we'll be back in the theater again. But actually, we're now thinking doing it maybe both. Uh, Doing screenings at the the Gene Siskel Film Center um, and also some events that will be online streaming. 
Well, that sounds like the music, I mean, the movie business and the uh, theater business, because with the, with the streaming and the pandemic, uh, going to the movies, well, you may have less places to go see a movie. What do you think, Sergio? Well, that's possible. I mean, movie theaters, there are real possibilities of movie theaters going under. I hope one of the things the Biden administration will do, and many people have suggested this, they're doing this in Europe, is for the government to sort of subsidize film theaters, dance theaters, auditoriums, uh, music halls, you know, so they can stay open and uh, until this whole thing passes over. I think that would be a great idea. I think it would be, and now I know people thinking, you want the government to pay movie theaters? Yeah. You know, because I don't want them to go. And here's the thing. Um, people, people love the film-going experience. It was, it's movie theaters and music halls, performance spaces, they're communal spaces. Um, they're part of, part of the experience of watching a movie or watching a concert or a play is that communal experience of being in a room full of people having going going through the same experience. You know, nothing can match an audience uh, jumping out of the seat because they got scared or laughing at a joke or crying over uh, a a, a moving scene. You know, it's not the same watching it at home. Yeah, I don't understand these people who say, well, I haven't been to movie theaters in years. You know, pardon my French, screw you. I don't understand people like that. That's part of the, that is part of the entertainment experience, right? I mean, what's the point of going to a concert and seeing a music concert when there's no one there? It's not the same. Because everybody wants to experience together. Everybody wants to dance. Everyone wants to get excited uh, or seeing a play or anything like that. So my prediction is that once this whole thing blows over, I think people will rush back to the concert halls and I think to the movie theaters and to stage theaters because uh, we miss it. We really do miss it. You know, well, um, well, I think most people are somewhat, you know, the extroverts and the people in between the introverts, maybe not so much. Well, that's the intro. Well, most people are in between extrovert and introverts. And you have a lot of extroverts. But uh, you talked about earlier, Sergio Mims, about the government supporting the arts uh, with the pandemic. We don't know how, how this thing, when this thing is going to end, how it's going to end. But th- it's a good time to establish. Sh- should I say the word socialism? <laughs> More government supports to uh, help uh, uh, people who are not making enough money, the arts, maybe some businesses maybe. Uh, what do you think? More, more, more support from the government to prop well, out yeah. you know, well, United States has always the, the United States has always lagged behind Europe and other countries in terms of government support of the arts. Um, United States does some, but not like on the level what's, what's like Germany does or uh, Italy or France. England is not so great. England is almost a part of the United States. But um, I think that's important because we need the arts. We need the arts to survive. We need the arts to live. We need the arts to make sense of everything. So um, uh, I I think it's a good idea. Uh, I, I hope 
that's something that the Biden administration is planning to do, because I don't want to see movie theaters go away. I don't want to see concert halls go away. You know, I miss it. It's been a year um, since I've been in a concert hall or any place like that. I mean, one point it was a regular, well, it was a regular part of my life. Uh, or the scene going to a movie theater. It was an, it was second nature to me. I didn't think about it. And uh, the fact that it's been now a year, maybe, yeah, um, I miss it. You know, you've, gone, you've gone cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, there's a hole in my soul. And by the way, in terms of this situation that is going on right now, um, plagues, these things, they're like prairie fires. If you read anything like the the Spanish the Spanish flu plague of 1918-1919, uh, the plagues in London, uh, the Black Death, they all have the same thing, is that they keep burning until eventually they burn out. That's how they go. They go until they burn out. You know, and I would dare say that the world has been long overdue for a situation like this. And let me add one other thing, too. You know, it's funny. I was just talking to someone about this. I know there's a lot of talk about um, what the government did wrong, what the Trump administration did wrong, you know. And they did. They did. They did a lot of wrong things. Uh, and he made this situation worse. And the Biden administration is immediately going to start correcting a lot of things, which I think are really good. But the fact of the matter is that it was, I think it was always going to be bad in the United States because we're Americans. You cannot tell Americans what to do. That's that's born in us. I mean, that is from the time we're in the womb. We're taught that you can do whatever you want to do, and you and how dare anybody tells us differently. Um, we are greedy, we are self-centered, and we are cruel. But the American the American psyche had you would agree or wouldn't agree the American psyche has prolonged this pandemic. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't want to hear about what we did during World War II. There was a different time. There was a different place. There was a different country. And I don't want to hear about what, what happened in Japan, how they, you know, or Taiwan, they've had no cases. Literally, they've had no cases in the last 200 days, or Germany, or anything. We are not German. We are not Japanese. We are not New Zealanders. We are not Taiwanese. We are Americans. We're selfish, greedy, and cruel. We don't care about anybody else. There was, there was, there was an article I read a couple of weeks ago, um, this guy who was in his 30s. And uh, I, I think it was the New York Times. I can't, I can't recall was that what paper I read it in. But um, they asked the, the article was, what do you think about, you know, how, what you've been doing during this whole, you know, plague situation. And he explained what he do, but what he did, but he wasn't so really concerned about that. And then he revealed that his grandfather had passed away from the virus. 
Uh, he had been in the hospital for almost two months until eventually he passed away. But the guy said this. He said, yeah, I'm sad, but, you know, he was an old guy. He was going to die anyway. Okay. <laughs> that's I know, that's an American attitude. I know. That, 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 hey, ain't that America for you and me? That's America. Yeah. That's an American attitude. Yeah. He, uh, he was going to die anyway. Uh, Sergio, you know? Sergio Mims, uh, I, I hope you write about uh, the Biden administration, like I said, in as we uh, record this, you know, who knows what's going to happen uh, six months, a year from now. But I really do. They, I really wish they do put more money and more arts. I don't even know what's going on in the public schools, but more arts in the public schools. They got to change this stuff because I'm not a musical person per se, but a lot of kids like music and they need instruments and they need computers and they need keyboards, and I think a lot of students may like school a little bit more if they put more art and and uh, and music back in the schools. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Like duh. Absolutely. There's nothing I would disagree with that. Yeah. Okay. So, it's, uh, uh, it just makes you. It just it's simply at a very basic point, it makes you a more complete person. Yes. And you can also make the argument. This may be a stretch. You can also make the argument that because they've been eliminating arts from schools, that we have become worse as a society, which leads us to what I was just talking about, how we simply don't care about anybody else. No, I, I totally agree, but I can, I can talk to Sergio Mims forever, but we can't. So Sergio Mims, thanks for being on the program. And and give us some little bit more wisdom and inspiration, because maybe... The Biden-Harris uh, administration will lead this country to a new way of whatever, a better life. <laughs> well, okay, you know the old line, there's always darkest before the dawn. Keep that in mind. And I think dawn is just about to make an, is just about to make an appearance.